Hi, we're the Real Moms of Bravo, where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. We know that moms live a hard life balancing kids, work, and all the Bravo shows, so we're here to help recap all of your favorite drama. Listen to Real Moms of Bravo wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, welcome back and happy Friday. All right guys, so I always love a good round of hot messy topics and we only do these lives when we have them. Um, so since we have enough and we have Ryan Bailey today, I was like, why not do it? Uh, before we jump in though, make sure you smash that like button. This is very interesting. What was I saying? Said, I was surprised by LVP. We have a video from Michael Rappaport, but before we do that, let's welcome, well, you'll catch his name. Hey! Hello, Ryan. Hello. Poo-poo heads. Both of you poo-poo heads. Welcome. Hi, hi, hi. So I'm guessing you love that just as much as everybody else did? Uh, the reunion or poo-poo head? Uh, the reunion. <laughs> the reu- I did, yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great first part. I thought production was genius in their use of Raquel Rachel. I thought, you know, because you know, obviously, she's not going to come out until the very end of part two. So to put her in the trailer with the R- Raquel fan cam, I thought that was such a great use of her because the audience would have been kind of disappointed if we didn't see her face. So to intercut those one-on-one interviews with the trailer footage, I thought was just a stroke of genius. Well, and also, to be fair, you've seen Ariana since this reunion, right? Didn't you just Mm -hmm. see her? Yeah, I was, uh, I, I, uh, Raising Canes hired, uh, me to, to go and do some footage of her. And she, I mean, listen, she's getting all these really cool product deals. And I got to talk with her on, uh, yeah, Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning. And she was great. I mean, I'm just always shocked at like how effervescent she is. She seems to be thriving through all of this and everything that's thrown at her. Even like the interview with Caller Daddy this week, I just thought she handles things so well. In comparison with Tom, who I think struggles to put sentences together. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a I don't mean that as a slam. I just don't think that's his forte in terms of communicating effectively. He can't form a sentence. It's not yeah, a that's, slam. That's all no, I mean. no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like his his jam is uh singing karaoke. Like that's his it's his forte. Uh but I thought Ariana really is able to talk effectively and i think in this kind of situation that is so important we still don't really understand sandoval in a lot of ways but with ariana i think she kind of diffuses this insane situation and makes us really empathize and go along with her on this journey and i think that's why we're in so such support of her right now you know it is wild to see like right now when you see the photos of her smiling and happy and doing all of these things you're like wow she's really winning and like you wouldn't imagine anything bad coming out of her mouth and then when you see the peacock you know extended version when she's like bleep, 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 you bleep. you this this you in piece of and you're like holy yeah um well because there's a lot of anger but i mean that's what yeah, i think no of course you know it's like she is like thriving but at the same time we all know that that doesn't mean i mean she's going to be dealing with this for years to come i mean this is truly the ultimate betrayal and so i think it's important to have those reunion moments where everybody's able to get their anger and frustration out not only the audience but everybody up there on stage i mean dj james kennedy was angrier than ariana yeah i mean listen it was 
Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I wanted to bring this up real quick and see what you what you thought about it. Hi to everybody in the chat. Hello. The disrespect towards LVP Michael Rappaport. <laughs> have you seen this? Yeah, I have seen this. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Why I'm concerned about the future of the show is number one, Tom and Ra Rachel. Number two, who's going to film with Tom besides Schwartz? Number three, the disrespect oh. of Lisa Vanderpump. I've never seen the entire cast collectively say, you know what? Lisa, we're not gonna uh, uh, we're not gonna respect you anymore. Lala, um, Ariana, Katie, but you know the amount of disrespect towards uh, LVP, um, I've never seen it. Obviously, of course, Stassi, she was always disrespectful to My LVP once she left uh, working at, at Pump. Um, but wh where are we gonna go? Like, is, is LVP gonna be like, listen, you little? You know, the reason why I'm concerned. Okay. Well, you can always count on Michael Rappaport. Well, listen, Michael, it's glad to have you here. I know he mainly used to cover Housewives, but now he's jumping on the Vanderpump train. And uh, I think it's completely ridiculous. He's also, he's a guy that's mainly sided with Rinna and Erica Jane in the past. So he's already suspect in my book for so many reasons. I think oh he's God. entertaining. Well, I think he's very entertaining. I just think he's like full of it. Like, no, that there needs to be pushback against Lisa. Most of these people don't work at Lisa's restaurants anymore. Yes, it is her show. But I think in that reunion, we saw that she, you know, at times wasn't even necessary once again. You know, she'd be like, good question, Andy. Oh, it's a million dollar question. It's like, why are we slowing down? You are disagree. There, People are allowed to have disagreements with LVP. And I know she's trying to keep peace because she does want Schwartz and Tom, not only in the show, but, you know, she, she does, I think, like everybody. But there is going to be pushback. And I hope it does give Lisa pause. Lisa excuses a lot of male behavior on that show, but then she like kind of clamps down on the women. And I think that really weird internalized misogyny, I just think it's it that it, I didn't think it, she looked amazing on the first part of the reunion. And I like Lisa Vanderpump a lot, but I think Michael Rappaport is out of his depth. Once again, um, I think uh, you need those moments. I think those moments with Lala pushing back, you might find it disrespectful, but I thought it was fascinating. And I think it is that situation of like, Lisa, what do you really feel? Do you feel like, cause it just got, the, we got the sense. It's like everybody cheats. It just happens. Like, so should we excuse everything? Right. Well, and then also, you know, it's kind of interesting because if you remember back to the early seasons of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, a lot of the women like Brandy Glanville, Teddy Mellencamp, Kyle Richards, there were women who came forward and they felt like, Lisa would try to manipulate them in certain situations and how they <laughs> how they came across on camera, right? Yeah, yeah. So now you see with Lala and Katie and James Kennedy, like everybody interjecting, they're like, no, you're not going to control how we feel on camera. And I'm like, holy sh... Well, I mean, listen, I don't agree with Michael... Ra I never agree with Michael Rappaport, especially like you said, when he would go on Watch What Happens Live and defend Erica so Angie, hard. Angie, like, Angie, you gotta understand, Angie. Like, it's like, I get that you like the attention that comes from this, and, you know, we are, like, so hungry for any kind of information around this and everybody's opinions, but I think he just always has some of the weirdest opinions opinions ever and it usually sides with who he thinks is top dog but then it kind of shows you that he not 
he's not necessarily a real fan of the show because he's usually backing what I think are the wrong horses. Um, but uh, I think also Lisa at this point, I think this is a good teaching. This is a good learning lesson for Lisa is like maybe, you know, maybe get on board, maybe rethink what you've done in the past on Beverly Hills and Vanderpump rules. And really, cons- I, I think she sometimes thinks she's smarter than the show. And I think in moments like this, you realize that she potentially isn't. And I know that might be a controversial take, uh, but I, I just think she needs to kind of get on board a little bit more and kind of feel the frustration of these people that she says she loves and cares about. Do you think that Michael Rapport, Rapaport does it because he doesn't know necessarily, like he doesn't watch the shows in depth? Or do you think he does it because it's more of a shock factor when you side against like the person that everyone, like right now, if he came out and said, Rachel and Tom, things happen, screw all of you guys who are team Ariana. You know what? Ariana will be fine. But Rachel and Tom, this is ridiculous. Actually, I think he did say something like that. Well, I think he probably will if he hasn't already. But I think Michael tends to go towards establishment and more established characters. And, you know, even with the Rinna, Erica, Jane, and especially the last season, I thought it was just horrific takes. But uh, but he always goes with people that are like longstanding cast members. I think he watches these shows. I think. But what the beautiful thing about Bravo is we all watch these shows differently. But I think in this case, a lot of us are in the you know, we, we kind of have universal feelings about this that I think we can all say as a Bravo audience that this was a horrible thing that Tom and Raquel did. That's really easy. But other than that, there's a little bit of, you know, trying to get attention. That's Michael's bit. But I also think he just truly has horrible opinions inside. I don't think. I think it's a bit. I just think he really sometimes has the really wrong opinion on certain situations. Oh, aye, aye, aye. okay. Well, I did want to ask you, um, since we're already in this, I wanted to kind of pan over for a second because we do have Raquel and now her family is coming out saying that they're, they have contacted the FBI, contacted the FBI because they are receiving death threats online and over the phone saying that somebody will come to their house and tear Raquel apart limb by limb. Like it's crazy. Honestly, if they are receiving, which people are ridiculous, I would imagine that death threats, like those stupid things would come, unfortunately. But what are your thoughts about the FBI, you know, them calling the FBI? The only reason I ask you this is because on Twitter, somebody made a good point when they said, you know, right before the reunion, Raquel had this whole stage PR thing with TMZ in front of the nail salon. Right before the trailer came out, she literally said hours before on her Instagram, hey, my Instagram was hacked, but also it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So be aware. And then right before the reunion stuff, a source came out and said her and Tom broke up. So some people are saying, is this for more sympathy, like the mental health facility, or is this something to really be concerned about? Well, I mean, listen, if if anybody's even going to put out that there has been death threats, you've got to take it seriously right out of the gate. We don't mess around with any kind of self-harm or any kind of harm in general when it comes to physical, you know, your physical being. So you have to take it seriously. Of course, the FBI then commented, you know, we cannot confirm or deny anything that we are investigating. That's just FBI policy. So they can't confirm or deny this, a spokesperson said. But they also added, if anybody ever feels unsafe, please contact your local authorities. Um, I, I, I don't know. The Bravo audience is very, I mean, listen, we've gotten comments that'll turn your hair white. Like I've read things about myself where I'm like, what? Like it's, it's really scary. So 
I don't. That's true. I, I, I really hope that this isn't true, but I mean, people are wild and nuts out there and they do say wild things. And this situation has gotten people so angry. I sure hope not. But I also sure I really hope this isn't any kind of PR tactic. And it seems like we have now like evidence that Sandoval uses PR tactics. Um, I think at this point, Raquel is doing the best thing she can possibly do is just stay lay low. You know, like even these kind of press releases with this, I kind of worry because it kind of kicks things up again. I think Raquel is much smarter than Tom and that Tom is out there. He's still trying to fight. He's fighting with people over his white nail polish. I think these things are just like, oh let, 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 let it die down. Let this die down. The reunion and the never before seen episode will be done in three weeks. And then we can. Uh, then we can try to get back to normal, but he's out there fighting tooth and nail. But yeah, I want Raquel. I want everybody on this cast to be safe and stay safe. I I think threatening somebody is is way, you know, come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, this is I, what I'm talking about. He he's getting into a fight with a glamour reporter because they made fun of his white nail polish. Come on, uh, and then well, it, like, keeps, it keeps going, right? Yeah, Journalist. it keeps going. Well, and he like kind of misspells words and he like, you know, it's like, don't give us more reasons to make fun of you at this point. Like, would you have been happier if it was an article on cheaters? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, God, you got to realize people are angry. The more you fight back against it, the more people are going to clamp down on you. And I think this is just wild. And it shows the ego behind all of this. The ego is magnificent on this man. He did something very wrong and he's got to just chill out. Like until then, we are going to continue to make fun of him. It will die down. But we did the same thing with Jax. We've done the same thing with Schwartz. But he did something so egregious that we're just like, I mean, people are going after him. He's got to realize, you know, his actions have consequences. And especially because it's television, it's much larger than if we did the same thing. When you honestly, I agree with you. When you saw. I like that you sound surprised on that. You're like, honestly, I agree. No, no, no. You, I, it's like. (laughs) I can't really I'm piggyback and piggybacking off of you because I don't really have an opinion that goes against that. So I mean it like that. Um, when you <laughs> saw Ariana, did you ask her anything about something about her? Yeah. Uh, in fact, so they uh, they were there yesterday. They they started their TikTok account yesterday, too. So I think in the I think we're going to have it open or I think they're going to have it uh, like before the end of June at this point. I mean, nice. like they've already done a lot of construction on it over the last month. Uh, yeah. So it's it's really it's it's full steam ahead. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Love that. OK, um, before we end up capping this off, I did want to share one more um, thing that came out from Bravo Snark side. And they said this. Yeah. Sheena and Brock were on a radio show in Australia this morning saying Rachel most likely won't be back on the show next season because her family won't allow it. They also said head of production told the cast not to sign any deals for next season until they've watched all three parts of the reunion because of a big secret that is revealed that none of the cast knows about. Only the showrunner that worked with this person knows the secret. Yeah, uh, this is like the mil- this is the million dollar question, Adam. Yes, no, it really is the big question we're all wondering. I I released a couple of Vanderpump episodes today, and I speculate what this is. So there was a lot of things. We had a rumor last week that Raquel was pregnant, which was been debunked. So right. it's not that. I mean, what what could it be like that the the timeline is completely false on this relationship, which I think is one of the reasons that one of the things it could be. We have now even in the scene from. The, 
unseen footage that it was happening during Coachella potentially. So what if the timeline is completely fake? What if the what if it started during the DJ James Kennedy relationship? Would that make anybody pause? I don't necessarily think it would make the cast pause though what could make the cast so angry or it could affect things so much somebody said in my facebook group that it was like oh maybe lisa is selling sir maybe she's closing shop and going to vegas they wouldn't care about that yeah that's what i'm saying well the show would still go on because none of them really work at sir yeah so what could it be I mean, maybe production knew and didn't tell Ariana like what? I mean, I'm trying to think of something so offensive that it would make people not sign their contracts. Or is this a PR move to get people speculating, excited? What could it possibly be? If this is a PR move, though. I think it would be so ridiculous on Bravo's end to do that, because this would be one of those moments of. Guys, the reunion, wait till you see. When I tell you, it's like nothing you've seen before. And then you get to it and it's all the yeah, season three reunion. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Andy's like, this is the best season of Orange County we've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I, I thought at first it could be the pregnant thing too. But then seeing the photos of Raquel with the cigarette and also Alex Baskin debunking that, I was like, okay, that's out. Then I was wondering if Lisa Vanderpump potentially knew the whole time. But then... She would look so silly being on the floor saying that she didn't know and then being the one to come out and say that she actually did. I don't think that's the case. So I am curious. I'm really curious. Guys, in the live chat, if you have a guess, please. I think it started before James and Raquel called off the engagement. That's what a, that's what a big one is. I just don't know how that would affect everybody in the group from signing. You know, I mean, is it could? Well, I mean, could it be that? I mean, the other like Schwartz, Sandoval and Raquel had a threesome. Would that make uh, everybody? I'm trying to think of something that would make people not sign up and want the money that they would get from this show. And I imagine they all want to come back. Raquel probably is on the fence because of her family. But other than that, I'm trying to think of something so egregious. At Did this Tom point hook up with another female from the show? Well, it says only the showrunner and this person knows. So... If that was true, one of the other people in the cast would know one of the other like what could it be? The other thing I was and I hope it's not this because I don't I don't I was going to say maybe Raquel had, you know, trigger warning self-harmed in some way. And maybe that's where. But if you listen, uh, I had Janet Elizabeth, one of their close friends on the show today, and we were talking and she talked about like, you know, Raquel is still sending mail over to Ariana and Tom's place. And she was over there the other day. And now Raquel's sending postcards. The last letter was in an actual letter that was like sealed up. She's sending postcards now, which is weird because then it makes it seem like she wants Ariana to see them. But the postcard was like lightning bolts. Oh, my God. So, you know, isn't that crazy? Well, no, uh, so and also Jack's coming back. I got a cryptic message from Janet about this. I said, oh, when, when is Jax and Brittany going to announce they're coming back? And they said, I don't think they're coming back to Vanderbump rules, but they're definitely coming back to TV. So my other thought was, is the announcement potentially they're splitting up the show again? That they're going to like what they were going to do a couple uh, years ago with like Vanderpump Valley and Vanderpump. So my thought is, are they potentially going to go two ways? They don't have a Vanderpump Rules OG and a Vanderpump Rules new. Well, they were going to do that before Vanderpump Valley, like before the whole cancellation process. But I think that they would have already had to have tried to reintroduce new cast members before they can just show us an entirely new cast. Um, Wait, wait, Nick, Nick Lena. Oh, yeah, that's what I I just saw that in the chat. That's a good one. 
I hope that, Brock. I wouldn't think that was true. I, I would. Oh I, my God. I would. I would. But, die. But by the way, Adam, the thing about that, if that were like, that's something that I think would like really blow that cast up of like, this is beyond toxic. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something that would get people so angry that they wouldn't want to work anymore. It would have well, to, so angry that you're walking away from three quarters of a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's the, what could it possibly be? I just don't know. In my head, these people have dealt with so much and they've been so uh, insane with each other. What could possibly. So I think there's a little bit of a PR tactic here and as well, because we're all talking, we're all tuning in this rating. You know, the season got or the finale got higher ratings. Sorry, the reunion got higher ratings than the finale did. I mean, this is like insane ratings for reality television. I mean, oh, yeah, wait, there was a um, let me see if I. Just for everybody, really quick. Let me see if I can pull this up. Come on, you bastard. Here it is. Watch, it's going to say I have too many photos in the screen. Uploading screenshot. Boom. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, and and that's not even... That's just same day. When they do seven-day ratings, you're going to hit like over 5 million viewers. And just, you know, that's better than network television at this point. I mean, you just this doesn't happen for reality television shows anymore. So this is just wild. Right. Right. Well, I mean, thank you, Scandaval. But I'm sorry, Ariana. But Ariana, you're winning. So it makes me feel less sorry because I just feel like your life has gotten so much better. But a question for you, and and I'm sure this will get us into other topics, is that has it made you enjoy other Bravo shows less? Because. I now will too. I was watching Atlanta last night and I was like, where's the scandal ball? Where's the like, I, you know, it's like, it's gotten me so hopped up that when you go to these other shows, you're almost downshifting because it's back to like the normalcy of Bravo. I mean, it's still insane, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you're kind of like, okay, okay. Like when you see something this insane, it almost pales in comparison with other things then. You know, it kind of reminds me of a conversation I had with Emily after the Johnny Depp stuff like started dying down because it consumed everything for so long. And then it was sort of like trying to get into other things like, oh, this isn't as exciting and what's going on. And it is weird because now I can't believe it's been this long where we have been following this since March. And now it's like bleeding into our summer. And even after the reunion's over, there's still going to be little things that pop up that people are still talking about. So it's just wild. The whole thing is wild. But yes, it it does make me, like when I'm watching other shows, Jersey still has my attention fully, especially with the reunion. That wedding, I'm really excited for the reunion, but that wedding was was wild. Uh, You know, the, the finale was wild. So I am excited actually for the jersey reunion i just don't know where they go from this and i know you know like i know they're on pause potentially i know i i just i'm curious like the people that work behind the scenes in bravo it must be like therapy for them they have to like deal with all of these characters and try to talk people into coming back and try to cool off the situation it just well, seems wild did you see the thing that came out where Teresa was speaking about her needing to return next season because she has four daughters and she is going to law school? And she's like, I need to return. Like, I need the money. I need to be back on the show. And she was explaining this because obviously we saw in the trailer where Teresa looks at Melissa and she's like, I can't wait till I never have to see your face yeah. again after today. And she's, she's like, like, where oh, are you going? going? Yeah. And she's like, you're going. But 
we i mean everybody's kind of wondering what's going on now i heard i know that they're on hiatus and i've heard a few reasons as to why they're actually on hi- hiatus but for teresa and melissa who actually knows how they're going to be able to film this and then you said imagine the people being on the show and having to kind of deal with all of this well you know carlos king carlos king spoke out about melissa and joe and teresa and his viewpoint on this i want to play this do what i listen this show means a lot to melissa in in, in a very different way of what it means to teresa i think to your point listen i think anybody who watches the show can see that melissa wants to be the top dog and she she has she's she's has she has trouble with teresa constantly winning in the end and this i'm gonna tell you it was it was the season where danielle staub one of my favorites of all time yes it yeah. was the season where danielle staub <laughs> said no one um ever. unfortunately <laughs> you know <laughs> melissa like teresa told me to pull the hair what i saw was this excitement of Melissa getting the tea. Like, well, she did yeah. what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, I think of Melissa's mind, she was like, oh, baby, it's going down. Yes. Teresa, and look, I think a lot of people thought Teresa would never recover from it. But one thing about Teresa, she, the reason why Teresa always wins in the end is because she cops to it. So he continues on saying that pretty much Teresa is always going to be the front runner on the show. And if Bravo had to choose between Teresa and Melissa, they're most likely going to choose Teresa, which Kim Diaz said multiple times on David Yontibs behind the velvet rope. Um, What are your thoughts about this? Well, I mean, like I said, I, you know, I've said this many times is that Teresa, even if you like her or you hate her, she's on the Mount Rushmore of housewives. I mean, she, you know, she really is Jersey in a lot of ways, but I always kind of, I don't like when the, the housewife gets bigger than the show or they think they're bigger than the show. I did not like in the reunion trailer, how she's like, you're going to go, you're going to go. Like, I don't want any of these ladies calling the shots. I want them to have a healthy fear of production, a healthy fear of Andy. Um, And I don't need them to play nice at all, nor would they. But I think it is interesting because she's kind of held the the show hostage. Also, the Jersey fandom, it's hard for me to talk about because it's there's like toxicity there that truly is wild. Like I, if you go on Twitter in Jersey, it just it sh- it shocks me the things people they're gonna like fi- they're gonna arrest everybody on Jersey because everybody's just <laughs> uncovering financial records. I mean, Melissa, if you put her on any other franchise, she would do much better. You know, it's like this. She's locked into this war that I agree with Carlos. She's never going to win, not because she's not smart enough or good enough. It's just because Teresa is so established. Uh, you know, right. but Teresa, like I said, you can't argue with Teresa because there's like there's something not connected in her brain. Like you, it's like what she doesn't take in information the way a lot of people take in information. And she kind of just turns to anger really quickly. The thing though, the other thing is, and and I hate to like, we all do. I want Teresa to be very happy, of course, but there is that nagging feeling. And you know, Bravo thinks this as well is that I'm sorry, something's up with Louie period, period. Like there's not like, I want her to be happy, but I think it's one of these Vanderpump things of like, yeah, keep her on the show. So when all of this shit goes down, we'll be able to cover it. Because I, something's up with that man. You could also, I by the way, I'm saying something's up with Joey too, but something's up with that dude. 
I posted a poll about this asking, do you guys think that there's any potential? And sure, could this be, Ryan, might it have been a little shady? Maybe a little. But the poll was just simply asking, so far on Hulu, we've gotten The Housewife and The Hustler, The Housewife and The Shawshanker, oh, and The Randall yes. So yes. I was wondering, could Louie be the next potential documentary? And everybody's like, yes. Adam, there's no red flags. This is ridiculous. And I'm wait, like, wait, people really said there's no red flags? No red flags. I was like, well, wait, no wait, 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 but, but wait, I, I, there's not even speculation. I mean, you can point to all of the different court cases. You can point to the financial improprieties with this company. Wait, I mean, even if you're even if you're the biggest Louis fan in the world, you, you got to say there are these things that are out there that will have to be answered for in the court of law at some point on top of many women's stories that unless you just want to say all of these women are lying. I mean, maybe he, you know, Teresa is the one and, you know, has helped him change his ways. But I mean, I've talked to some of these victims. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's a very interesting thing that there's no red flag. So I guess we'll see. Time will tell. But I would um, I don't agree with that. I, I think there's a lot of red flags, but he well, seems he seems great sometimes on TV. He seems very charming. Uh, all I, I do agree with that. I mean, that's a red flag in itself because it's kind of like Jekyll and Hyde a little bit. But also Margaret saying on the reunion trailer that you called and threatened my son at his job. And he's like, I didn't do that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I mean, the Bo Deedle of it all, the, they saying, you know, the private investigator has a folder on everybody. I mean, there's some wild stuff and it seems like this man especially is very comfortable with threatening. And yeah. then when he gets called on it, he like gets a flash of like devil anger. It seems like, like yeah. even that photo you set, you know, you, you know, of him, like just being freaky. I'm sorry. I mean, like, guys, I know also Joey, Joey Gorga has his things, but come on. There's there's that's a giant literal red flag right there. He's a tomato. He's a tomato. OK, but then also with the harassment lawsuit against his business, which is obviously not the harassment that people are thinking about. It is through uh, calling her and trying to sell her on services. And it, she was on the do not disturb pretty much call list. And they kept calling her and calling her. So the the lawsuit isn't as huge as people are thinking. But there are multiple things that keep adding up when it comes to this. And the rumor was that Caroline Manzo originally, and Andy talks a, a little bit about this in his book, um, Daddy Diaries. But originally, they wanted to bring on Caroline Manzo to come on and have this like altercation that we've all been waiting for with Teresa. And then and Brandy phase- screwed it up. Brandy, and Brandy screwed it up for everybody. And well, they were going to phase Teresa out, bring Caroline Manzo in and kind of cap off the rest of Teresa's story. Teresa wants to go to the West Coast anyways. And I don't know if Teresa would have wanted to be phased out, but Andy also talks about in Daddy Diaries how after one of the last reunions, oh, she yeah. was crying and he had the conversation with her and he felt like she was genuinely done and she messaged him after that and she was like no 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 i'm not done i don't want to quit i love the show i want to be a part of the show and he's like okay but she called him out about this at watch what happens live and she's like i want to talk to you about what's in your book those those backstage conversations i mean what andy might must have to deal with on a daily basis i just can't imagine having that many women needing to talk to you about certain things or certain things that were said. I mean, it's just got to be wild. And we know Andy doesn't control all of Bravo. He doesn't run Bravo anymore in the sense of being its main executive, but it's, it's just, it's got to be so taxing on your soul. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I don't know. The, the Teresa thing, it's I, I'm glad they're in a little bit of a pause. I hope they can cool down. But at the same time, I don't want another season. I mean, but the thing is, it's like, OK, so then if everybody does go back, we are going to see the similar thing of Teresa and Melissa. It's or even if they have a good season, we know it's going to be bubbling right under the surface. Jersey, the ratings were great this season, by the way. So yeah. they have uh, they don't have any reason to let anybody go, even though I just don't know how inner. I personally, you know, at some points in the season, just felt like, you know, like I've always said, I just don't know which. Uh, am I watching this season or am I watching last season or the season before? It all seems like the same season. Right. And I want, you know, Rachel and Danielle and Jen Fessler. I want I want to hear more from them. I want to you know, they seem like there, there's some interesting stuff there. And I'm also curious about the whole um, Teresa saying that she had a conversation with Jacqueline Larita about who called the FBI and now blaming it on the Gorgas for calling the FBI. I'm curious about that because Caroline Manzo did say um, in an interview that someone called the FBI and she was there, but she'll never say who it was. Do you guys, do you think we're potentially using the FBI wrong? Like, I feel like Bravo is using the FBI way too much. Like the I FBI mean, has, the FBI should have a Bravo like division where it's like so they, we the, the IRS. We have the Jen Shaw. We have the, like, it's too, the FBI is taxed already. Like we have Bravo on speed dial over there. <laughs> I mean, listen, so the IRS should too. That's how I feel. But yeah. since you brought up the Rachel Fuda of it all, this actually gives me, I'm going to phase back out of Jersey into the Randall scandal by using this here because Lala Kent is calling out <laughs> Rachel Fuda and her family for going to SeaWorld. Yes, yeah. guys, SeaWorld. Just when you thought, oh, okay, life's really good. Lala's happy. The reunion's over. No, she is still trying to save free Willie. Now, when she posted this photo, she said, we interrupt your regular Monday programming for a few to family splash at SeaWorld. A reminder, fish are friends, not food. Just keep swimming into the week. I know it will be a great one. And of course, you know that Lala is always, you know, defending yeah. Free Willy. And Lala said, Rach, babe, I love you. I loved you and your family on this season. But come on, man. And somebody was like, well, why don't you just reach out via DM? And she said, no, I want to do this publicly instead. Yeah. I mean, listen, it gives, you know, of course, the publicly, you know, it gets people like us talking about it and and hopefully it gets the issue out there or what Lala thinks the issue is with something like SeaWorld. I think this is fairly innocuous in terms of, you know, the scandal of it all and everything else. But, you know, it'll be interesting if Lala is getting into fights with, uh, you know, other the other Bravo Cinematic Universe characters and crossing streams like this. But, you know, Lala is La who Lala is. She's going to call you out. She's going to call you out. Well, speaking of Lala calling people out, we have the Randall scandal that made it onto Hulu. And I wanted to ask you, Ryan, did you watch it? I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts? Um, so I, I thought it, I thought it was well done. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as sensational, I think. And I think that's a good thing um, as, as I might've, I, as I, almost expected it to be i thought it was uh it was well done you know and there's also just a pattern of behavior from his businesses to his relationships that definitely seems like something's up um you know it left me with a lot of questions and like where do we go from here with him you know like it seems right. like a lot of this stuff has died down so it's good to remind people of these things but as always with anybody rich and powerful i always like okay well what what happens now where do we go from, you know, what, he's still making movies, he's still making his crappy movies. He's still, you know, like, 
you know, he's just not out there on a reality show anymore, which just goes to show you once again, being on a reality show does not help if you are a potential criminal or alleged criminal and just kind of no, like it just, why it, are it people not up. learning this? That's, but people seem to be, you know, whether it be for sex or money, uh, it just, it boggles the mind. Why, if you know you are not doing good things, that you put yourself in the lion's den, because the Bravo audience in particular is a lot. They're geniuses and they're angry and they will dig into your past. They will find everything that you've done and you will have to answer for for them at some point. But I thought it was good. I also I thought. You know, Lala, I, I thought she was going to be a main talking head. And I'm sure now thinking back that she couldn't be probably because of, you know, the legal, you know, she is in a, a fight for her daughter in in some senses. So I'm sure she couldn't be a main talking head in this. But we got Lala's mom. We got a lot of people that worked with Randall. We had Heather McDonald. I mean, like, so we had a good uh, and I liked this better overall than the Jen Shaw one. Uh, I thought the housewife and the hustler maybe was the best one of these so far yeah. uh, because it was just so of the moment. This Randall one has died down. So I thought it was good to kick things up. But Randall of course came out after this and said it was a hit piece, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm sorry, Amy Kinnaman and the other reporter for the LA times, they know their stuff. I'm a big fan of their work and you can't argue with these, you know, these are real, these are facts. You know, these are this is this is called reporting. This isn't an article about Tom's white nail polish. These are facts. And you can't just say facts are hit pieces. Sorry that you don't agree with your own behavior and somebody's reporting on it, but they're facts. So I think the more people can be aware of this and if we can use Scandaval to highlight these other things, I think that's that's good at the end of the day. Well, and it was interesting, too, when she was saying that she feels like she was an easy target for him as if like he preyed on her. But he came back out and said, honestly, I could say the uh, the same. I feel like she used me for a storyline on the show and I feel like she preyed on me. (laughs) I don't think. Well, listen. Uh, you know, before the show, whatever their relationship was, I mean, there seems to be potential mutual praying of. I mean, she was bragging about the Range Rover, blah, 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 blah. But in terms of using him for the show, I didn't really ever get the sense that Randall was being used. I got the sense that Randall really wanted to be there, and I think he got a kick out of it. Um, oh, he uh, loved the attention. Yeah, I so I, I meeting him at Tom Tom. My God, he loved when the fans, especially like he would come in with Jax and when they would corner Jax and you see like this little guy who was Randall and he's just like always in a black tee with like a long chain on and he's like what's up and he would come in and order things for everybody but never have a wallet to pay for it i mean he wouldn't have a wallet not that he didn't have the money to pay for it i don't know what his financial situation was but he would always be like man jacks i forgot my wallet in the car and jacks would be like god man i gotta pay for this shit again like i came out for a drink not a four thousand dollar round of drinks well, Jack, I mean, Jax is trying to get $75,000 of his money back from him still. So, uh, I mean, these, these guys are really good at what they do. And like, yeah, Randall really got off on the attention. And now I think you see the flip side of that. And I don't know, like, I always wonder with these people like that, does it teach them lessons? Like even with Sandoval, does this teach them lessons? Or are they so into their own ego that they're refusing to learn lessons from this? They're refu- They're blaming everybody else still. Everybody else is being mean to me. Everybody else is a hit piece. But it's like, okay, look at your own behavior. By the way, I say this for myself, too. It's like I do that sometimes. I don't look at my own behavior. And then I repeat the same stupid mistake. And then I get sad about why I'm in that situation. And it's like because I put myself there. Like none of these people have the actual, you know, 
ability to look inwards. And that's why even with Andy saying like, you guys are all hypocrites on stage. You're all cheaters. Yeah, totally. But you know, none of us look at our own behaviors to stop repeating these mistakes. Right? No, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. So I wanted to move on to another thing really quick. Um, Well, Gina recently came out and she was talking about the Real Housewives of Orange County. And she said that her relationship with Heather DeBro is going to be tried at moments this season. But really, (laughs) everyone is saying that Tamara Judge was completely lit the entire season and that she was just a hot freaking mess. Sometimes they were like, girl, please just drink a water and chill out. Are you excited for the Real Housewives of Orange County or is that a no? No, I'm excited. Of course. Like, how do you, you know, this is a, this is one of the big franchises. So I'm excited. And, but the, but the funny thing is, Adam, I have the premiere of OC and I've had it for like a week and I have not watched it because everything has been so busy. And that worries me because if somebody like me is not rushing to watch that, I mean, we got to get people excited about this. So I got to watch it this weekend. I'm really excited to Did you make sure that there's not an expiration on it. I did not know. I mean, but I mean, why would they expire before the re? I don't know. Because I'll a lot of times, a lot of times when they send you the previews, they put like a two day expiration on it. Oops. Okay, so I might not have the premiere of Real Housewives of Orange County, and I'll be watching it on June 7th along with everybody else. No, (laughs) I I, I said this, you know, Tamara, I think, is so excited to be back on TV that it's one of those things that she might be pushing way too hard. We'll see. But it's, it's, you know, even from the trailer, it looks like she was really – really you know loud and angry and and that's amazing but we want to still see it based in somewhat of a reality and not uh this is what you guys want to see from me right we want to see the reality of those situations so i hope it's not like a lisa rinna on the last season of beverly hills where it's like a caricature you know like she became a caricature of herself i hope tamra all of this is rooted in reality because the audience will sniff that out immediately. And I think we're getting so sophisticated as an audience that we will reject people that are completely fake. I mean, you know, we'll go over and watch selling sunset for that. You know, did you see Kelly Dodd was recently? um, I mean, of course, like people always wonder if they'll bring Kelly back, but I think she said too much about Bravo at this point that I don't think that she would, but somebody, she recently did a news spot and she's like, listen, the best advice I could give, it wasn't verbatim this, but once you go woke, you go broke. And I'm like, oh, she's never going back on the Real Housewives of Orange County. But I don't think she cares at this point. But I hope she doesn't. I hope she stops. I hope she stops trying. I just think it's funny. These people that say they don't care and then they make their entire personality talking about Bravo and the housewives. You know, it's like, OK, you don't care, but you're still making money off of all of it. Like, go do, like what? Go do something. You say you have a degree from Arizona State University. Go use it. I mean, your man was a newsman and now you've got him on YouTube doing hot topics like we are like you're a new like come on like like where is this you're you're ingratiating yourself what's that i said maybe it'll lead to their own show well i mean that's what they're obviously gunning for but like come on like you can't like you know like complain and moan and all of this stuff and say you know i don't i don't even want to go back like it's all of these people, the desperation to get back on these shows and stay in this bubble. It makes me disappointed because I usually want to see women that have their own things going on anyways. And then a lot of these women, it just turns into Bravo is their entire personality. Like for us, it's completely cool. Adam. For us, it's completely cool to have this be our personalities, but we're also not trying to be on these shows. These people are trying to be on these shows. I want to see what their lives are actually like. And I don't want their lives just to be like, I'm on Bravo. Well, speaking of somebody who does not make Bravo their life, Obviously, we know now that Kathy Hilton <laughs> is not returning to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And interestingly enough, I thought one would have to go. 
but now we don't have either one of them. Um, oh, what are your thoughts? Um, I'll be disappointed to not have a couple of those Kathy isms. Um, you know, she's always good for, you know, a funny line. I'm very disappointed because I know we get Kim Richards in a couple of episodes and I was really hoping to get Kim, Kathy and Kyle. Um, yeah. it's, that's kind of robbed, for, uh, from us, but I get it also because there was a certain, I mean, not a, there was toxicity in that. So, and also I think Kathy did take a certain dings. I think Lisa took the most, but yeah, Kathy doesn't need this. She's going to be on the second season of Paris Hilton's reality show on Peacock. Um, you know, we never know. There might be a surprise thing. But yeah, most likely there is nothing happening with Kathy on Beverly Hills. And why would you? I mean, really, you know, you're having caviar on your potatoes already. You don't need she doesn't need the money. She doesn't you know, like she's got enough. I know she's like, I'm bored. I'm renovating a 50 million dollar home. I mean, right. Like it's that, by the way, are the people that I want on the show, the people that don't need to be and don't care about the show those are the people who are fascinating because you actually just get them being wacky and kind of being like wow i did, had no idea you were like that and to me that's fascinating like i said the people that want to be on these shows that need these shows they're not as interesting as the people that don't need to be on these shows and it's like a delicate balance of how do you get people that don't need the show on the show but those do are the you, people that are going to be the most real do you think that this will be a good season of the real housewives of beverly hills i think it um I think it's going to be, it's not going to be at, listen, I always said it's going to be a rebuilding year regardless. I think it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of fun moments. I think there's going to, you know, we have supposedly an Erica Jane redemption season, which I'm be very, very curious to see how that works. Um, but, uh, no, I don't think it was, I don't think it's going to be amazing, but I think they needed to do this to move past this. So whatever happens this season, I think they'll be able to re like kind of build off of, but I could be surprised. I don't ever feel good when I see it at SoFi stadium. And I'm like, damn, they're really blo- they, I mean, this is like a big stadium and you're doing this. Um, that worries me because sometimes I feel like then you see a lot of stunt casting with Denise and Cynthia Bailey, and that worries me because it it it's like they're throwing everything at it to see right. if it if anything works. So I don't know. We'll see. But I I mean I hope it knocks us out of the park. I just don't think they're going to have that one. I mean, one storyline is going to be Ozempic. You know? Uh, oh God. Okay. What? <laughs> no, you're probably actually not wrong about that at all. Actually. Um, So since you spoke about people who either make their lives all about Bravo once they leave the show or don't, and they just go back to their normal programming, here's one person that seemingly wants her job back. (laughs) (laughs) So what are your thoughts on the Kim and Croy divorce? Just... Just I mean, it's gonna get here. it's gonna get nasty. I mean, I I saw early uh, Croy wants uh, Kim to be submitted for psychological testing. I think it was, wants and I was like, do, wants him to do a drug test. Yeah, I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. I mean, that's like we're getting nasty, but I would pay good money to watch Kim get a psych test. Are you kidding me? That would be fascinating. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's gonna get dirty, um, and it'll be interesting because I'm sure Kim does want to be back on the show. So I imagine that we're going to see even more insane things happen out of this divorce in efforts to potentially show people how interesting she is and how she deserves uh, to be 
on the show because she has so much craziness in her life going on. The only thing that makes me sad though, is that I, you know, I even watched her spinoff series and she had, you know, all, you know, those younger kids seem like they're, they're really good kids and stuff. And, um, the, the younger, you know, uh, I, I worry about, I hope, I hope they're okay. Yeah, I do too. But you know, I still can't wrap my head around. Let me read this real quick. TT doll. I'm in for ju- just to listen to your lovely voice and looking at your Disney Bambi baby Bambi. Da- hey, thank you. It's my medicine for my health. And thank y'all for every prayers. Thank you. I love y'all. TT, look at these eyes. Are you kidding me? Hey, look at, blue. Look at that. Those are blue all the eyes, Disney eyes in here. Um, what? Thank you, TT doll. Um, I wanted to add in here really quick. I think it's crazy and almost fascinating. And I don't know why it's fascinating because I know people do it all the time. But he signed a $30 million contract with the NFL. You were on Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I know the paycheck at that time probably wasn't amazing. But you still got paid for Don't Be Tardy. You have all of these paid promotions you get to do, sponsorships. You have all of these appearances that you get to do with your Red Solo Cup. How the f*** did you go broke? Well, I mean, if you watch her, so I mean, do you see the way she spends? I mean, the the spending is insane. There's a lot of kids involved. I mean, I watched one of those episodes. I think she spent like ten thousand dollars on crystals. So I I don't I know exactly how she got broke. And also, I don't think he truly got thirty million dollars. I think that was inflated. I, I think there's a lot of ins and outs there. But the way they spent, of course, you know, you're going to blow through that money when you're trying to live a very large lifestyle for social media. I you know like that doesn't shock me at all. It shocks me as a person because that wouldn't happen if I had that sort of money. I would be squirreling that away. But that doesn't shock me at all. Like that's the thing that worries me too. Um, you know, actually, Norma says that gambling. So, and also, if they are gambling, you know, if there is actually a gambling issue with Croy, I mean, that's where a lot of money could go as well. That's where all the money went. Uh, do you want her back on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, or is that a no for you? Um, sure. I would take her. I mean, like, uh, I think Atlanta this season, you know, it's good, but it's, there is a staleness to it. I think it would be interesting. But the the other thing too, though, we are going to see her back on an episode of Atlanta this season, but I think it's hard because you're never going to have Nene back to have that flip side. So that would, that would have been something that I would have. It would be her versus Kenya. Yeah. So I, I don't know, like maybe, but once again, we're then not even really going in the reality. We're stunt casting. We're, you know, it, it becomes like a Michael Bay movie. It's just big and bold, but maybe not a lot of meat at the bone. And it's just people fighting because they're paid to fight. Right. Right. Ah, well, Ryan, as always, it's always great having you on. If they don't know, I'm going to bring it up right now, but will you let them know where they can find you? Yeah, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, you know, uh, we do. In fact, I just released two huge Vanderpump Rules podcasts today. The first one's a recap. It's three hours long. I do all the voices. It's insane. The second part is all the Vanderpump news for the week. You can get that in all podcasting outlets. And also, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we are we are small but mighty. And uh, the video recaps of the, the, the that are up there. So if you want to see my silly face... Go uh, go subscribe on uh, YouTube, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, and check us out there. And that's it, man. Thank you so much for having us. It's always amazing. Your audience is always the best. Oh, th- uh, thank you, TT. I'm handsome, too. Uh, of course. I wanted to... Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure I got all of them. Um, yeah, go subscribe to this YouTube channel, and uh, I uh, we finally... Yeah. 
Thank you, TT. Thank you, TT doll. You're very sweet. I love that. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Of course. And I know it's still super early over there. So Ryan, you're the best. We just appreciate the hell out of you. And BravoCon is just creeping up on us. I know. I I know. I was just about to say, I finally got to go shower. I've just been in Vanderbilt hell for the last day. And uh, I apologize that my hair is not done. Uh, but yeah, BravoCon is going to be amazing. We, we're going to do something for that. So I'm excited. Yes. What was I saying? Thank you for the super sticker. All right, guys. Thank you to everybody in the live chat. Thank you for the super sticker. Thank you, sticker. everybody. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.